We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Cash Considerations, a Chicago Bulls podcast. We're part of the Blue Wire Network. I'm Ricky O'Donnell. As always, I'm here with Jason, Pat, and Jason. We're talking about DeMar DeRozan today, who made the All-Star team for the second year in a row since signing with the Bulls. Uh, DeRozan was named one of the seven reserves in the Eastern Conference. Last year, of course, he was a starter. This year... Uh, DeRozan's numbers are pretty similar. Uh, he's actually a little bit more efficient as a scorer this year. Uh, he's scoring slightly less, but he's taking fewer shots. Obviously, he hasn't had the back-to-back game buzzer beaters, which we saw him do last year uh, against the Wizards and against the Pacers, but DeRozan's still been really good. He makes the All-Star team. Uh, did he deserve to make the All-Star team? That's something we can talk about. I think that it was very much a borderline case. You look at some of the biggest snubs in the East. I think Jimmy Butler had a really good case for Miami, despite the fact that he's missed some time, hasn't played as many minutes as someone like DeRozan. Uh, Jalen Brunson had a pretty good case for the Knicks. James Harden had a great case for the Sixers. Pascal Siakam had a great case for the Raptors. All those guys missed the game. DeMar made it. Part of me thinks this is just sort of like a Lifetime Achievement Cool Guy Award uh, for DeRozan, at least in terms of like getting the tiebreaker over someone like Harden, who is not as beloved as DeRozan, over someone like Jimmy, who just didn't play enough games. Jimmy also, remember, Jimmy, I think, like, didn't show up to an All-Star. Didn't he, like, refuse to go to an All-Star game where he, like, didn't show up? There was some, I feel like, history there with Jimmy. He hung over on the bench at the All-Star game. So, like, maybe they're like, like, fuck this guy. The coach was like, screw this guy. Even though, like, I mean, any coach would probably take Jimmy or Harden. I mean, not any coach, but, like, well, you'd, you'd probably just take Jimmy or Harden over if you're just, like, picking three guys. And, like, if you look at their seasons, like... Jimmy's impact is still like top 10 impact player in this in the NBA, even though he's missed whatever 15 or so games. Harden, same way. Harden's had a great year. I think he's leading the league in assists or close. He's putting up 20 points a game. His efficiency is pretty good. So, like, uh, yeah, like, I mean, ha- obviously, we're happy for DeMar. This is his sixth, I believe, overall all star selection. 
Uh, as you said, like his numbers are still good. Just like the, it just, it just definitely does not feel like he's been as good because obviously the Bulls just have not been as good. They're three games under 500. The Bulls did win yesterday. They beat the Hornets. Nobody could, we didn't, we don't really care about that win. It's the Hornets. Hornets stink. The Bulls took care of business. Good for them. Um, uh, it was a weird game. Like DeMar didn't even do anything. Levine did nothing. It was like IO, Kobe, and Andre Drummond were the stars of that game. So moving past that, like I said, we're focusing on Demar here today. Um, Demar is like looking at it, like his clutch shooting. Like he's still like he's second in the NBA in clutch points with 116 uh, in 109 minutes. It just said like his uh, he shot like 50 some percent in the clutch last season. He's down on the 47 percent this season, which is still very good in crunch time, considering his like shot diet is so difficult. Like that's still really really good. Just it's not the completely nuclear like numbers that he had last year. And we were wondering like how DeMar like taking a slight step back in crunch time would hurt, would affect the bulls. And I think we've seen it affect the bulls several times this season. Like he's had his, he's had a share of game winners and big clutch moments, but we've also seen him falter the Clippers game the other day. Although the NBA claimed that he did get fouled by whoever that was when he was complaining about it. I didn't think that was a foul. The announcers didn't think that was a foul, but so overall, like Demar, like I would say, he deserves it. He's had a really nice season, and, and he continues to be just a really great scorer at what are thirty three years old. But I do think, looking at like the pool of guys and like the limitations there are for All Star rosters, there's still only twelve guys. I think I'm full on board the fifteen man All Star rosters, given how many guys are in the league now, given how much talents are on the league. I feel like, and there's, I mean, there's fifteen guys on NBA teams. Like there should be fifteen guys in an All Star roster. That Jimmy and I think Jimmy and Harden are two very clear ones. You mentioned Brunson. Like, I think you could probably say DeRozan over Brunson, I guess. I mean, like, Brunson probably should have made it over Randall. Like, you mentioned Siakam. Uh, Like, Drew Holiday, I thought was a pretty questionable choice. Like, Drew is really, really good. But, like, over all these other guys, I know the Bucks are very good and they've kind of turned things around. But, obviously, Giannis is so good. So, like, did DeRozan deserve it? Yes. Should he have made it? Probably not, but we'll celebrate him anyways. Um, because he is having another good season, even though the Bulls have been just kind of miserable to watch. One thing that jumped out to me about DeRozan's season, he still has the lowest turnover rate of his career, even after <laughs> turning the ball over nine times the other night or eight times the other night against the Clippers. Uh, so he's been really good at taking care of the ball. That game against LA was totally an outlier in his season. And when DeRozan missed those few games, you just like the Bulls didn't have that steady hand at the end of games. Like even if he isn't, uh, you know, going on the same tear he went on last year in clutch situations, he's still just a great clutch player because he doesn't turn the ball over. Uh, he just is very calm and poised in the biggest moments of the game. And, of course, we know he's so good at getting to his spots, drawing fouls, getting easy buckets. He's really the exact type of guy you want late in games. And also, Jason, yeah. if you look at the half-court offensive ratings, the Bulls' half-court offense is really good. It's like a top 10 half-court offense in the league. I don't have the numbers up right now in front of me after the Hornets game, but I believe it was number six in the league coming into the Hornets game in the half-court. The reason Bulls have been so bad or so mediocre this year is because they don't get anything in transition. You could tie that directly back to the absence of Lonzo, of course. And they've never hit the offensive glass in these last two years under Donovan. The Bulls seem to prioritize getting back in transition defense. Uh, 
you know, they just don't get the extra possessions the teams who crash the glass get. It's a give and take between transition defense and hitting the offensive glass. But in the half court, the Bulls are pretty damn efficient, and that's because of DeMar DeRozan above anyone else. Like, he is an assassin uh, against a set defense, absolutely one of the best in the league. You know, true shooting percentage, 59% last year, 60% this year. So you got to tip your cap to DeMar. He's been awesome. Uh, even if, you know, you glance at his numbers and they look slightly worse, it's really just because he's taking fewer shots a game. Last year, he took 20.3 shots a game. This year, 18.3 shots a game. Uh, so DeMar's been great. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. I wonder, you know, how, like, after back-to-back All-Star games... How does this affect the Bulls' mindset with DeMar moving forward? I remember Casey Johnson last year was saying, like, he didn't think that this would be the only contract DeMar would sign with the Bulls. Uh, DeMar has one more year left under a contract that has become very team-friendly for the Bulls. DeMar will turn 34 years old in August over the offseason. So this is his age 33 season. Then he's got his age 34 season. The Bulls could lock him up to an extension this summer. Uh, You wonder, like, what would a contract extension look like for DeMar? Obviously, there's been a ton of trade rumors with DeMar heading into the trade deadline. I would be really, really surprised if the Bulls did trade DeMar. I wouldn't be against it, but I would be shocked if it happened. Uh, So what do you sort of think about the future of DeMar DeRozan as a Chicago Bull? There's no doubt that this first contract they signed him to was a slam dunk success for the front office, something that our tourist carnage show of us and Mark Eversley can really hang their hat on. Uh, but just because he signed one good contract doesn't mean that they should try to sign him to another one or doesn't mean that they, you know, should continue to hold on to him instead of trading him at the top of his value in what seems like a seller's market. Uh, Jason, you look very uncomfortable as I'm just giving you the the lowdown on this. What do you think of DeMar's future on the Bulls? It's just such a difficult situation with where the Bulls are at as a team in this just mediocre season, mired in mediocrity right now. Uh, Because he has been good, but he is 33. His play style as just whatever. 
the all the mid range, and he is very good at it. And like you mentioned, the half court offense is good, but like the bull, one of the other reasons the Bulls' offensive rating isn't good is they just don't shoot enough threes. They just cannot match teams' three point rates, and like over the long haul, and like maybe and when things get tough, like that's just kind of tough to like. Can you build your team around like? This guy going into his mid-30s, chucking a bunch of mid-range shots, even as good as he is, and since he's not like a two-way force, like he's obviously he's not a good defensive player and never really was a great defensive player. He makes some t- plays from time to time, but consistently just not a good defensive player. So like, can you build your team around that moving forward here? I'm like, as a t- the way he's played the last couple of years, like he's going to be looking for a huge deal, you have to assume. Like, I don't know if it's going to be like a max, but like, what are you you're probably looking at 30 plus million a year considering he just made 20 he's at 27 million right now and he's outplayed it so you're looking at 30 or 40 million for the next few years i'm guessing is what he's looking for is someone else willing to give that to him again a lot of it just comes down to are you willing to build your offense around that type of player in this nba uh you probably need some other really specific pieces to do it um i don't know who else would want it like so it's like do the the bulls just stick with this path and stick with demar I know a lot of fans and we've talked about we're fine blowing them up, blowing it up if they do go that route, as long as they make the right trades. But we don't think the Bulls are actually going to. As we've said, we we would both be shocked if tomorrow gets traded. I'd be shocked if Zach gets traded. I think you'd probably be shocked if even with like the rumblings. Like I feel like right now I just would be shocked if they made those type of big, big moves right now. And maybe in the offseason it happens, but uh, but it just does make for just a very difficult decision because he is very good. He has made two All-Star games. He's been a clutch maestro. He's putting out, he's one of the best scorers in the NBA. His efficiency has been great, but just like if they're, I don't just don't know where they go moving forward with how this roster has been. Do you try to keep the Damar and Zach thing together? And maybe you try something else besides Vooch. Do you just try to add other pieces around them? Do you stick with the continuity game? The Lonzo situation also complicates the matter so much because he was such an important part of of your getting that three point rate up, of helping the defense and cover for the guys' flaws. So it's just like as we keep coming back to the Bulls have to do something, but will that something involve really blowing it up with their star players? Probably not. But I think you can't argue that, like just the way that Demar plays. I just don't know if it's the best way to build your team, like in the like moving forward the next couple years. It's just tough because he is so good. Maybe he's got to take a step back. But again, like, I mean, he's been efficient. He's an efficient half-court scorer. And, like, the Bulls half-court offense has been pretty good. But it's just tough. And, like, and just you you do wonder how long he'll be good. Like, he is such a pro. And, like, I don't know if he's going to, like, really fall off a cliff in the next few years as as a scorer. But it's just really tough to pay for that type of future performance at that big money when we're not talking about, like, a freak like LeBron who's continuing to do this at 38. So it's, it's tough, man. I don't know. Like, and tomorrow has been such a pleasure to watch for the most part. Um, just been very, very good. He's helped the bulls get back to some level of relevance, even with this year being so frustrating. So it's, it's just like a weird spot. And you just wonder like, what are teams willing to offer for him right now uh, for that type of player? I don't know. Like, what do you think? Like around league, like we've talked, you mentioned like rumors, like, I feel like we haven't really had seen that much specific about like any other teams who would want tomorrow. Like we there's the Lakers stuff, obviously, but like who else we've talked in our chat about like the Blazers. I don't know if that's the best fit either next to Dame and they're a terrible defensive team and already awesome offensively. So it's like, who else would like be willing to give up the picks or whatever the assets you would need to get to trade your best player right now. I don't know. 
And there's just not a lot of picks out there yeah. either. Because Same thing with Zach. Room, right. because so, so many other picks have been traded uh, previously. So it's definitely tough for the Bulls. Uh, one thing is for sure, though, this current iteration of the team is not good enough. No, and right, the Bulls right. can't hold on to everyone and do nothing and think that, you know, they're just going to be a better team next year uh, if they get Lonzo back. I don't think you could really count on Lonzo as a dependable piece anymore after he's going to miss, you know, 1.7 seasons with this injury. <laughs> Uh, and we don't we don't even know if he'll ever play again. So it's just totally impossible to factor Lonzo into that. The team has limited draft capital moving forward. They don't have any cap space. So they really have to make some trades because this current team isn't good enough. They have absolutely no upside to go on a deep run. They have no upside to improve in the future. Uh, and to me, it would make sense to sell high on some of these guys. Of course, as we've talked about, on this podcast before, Jason, the one thing that would really change the Bulls' long-term outlook is getting some lottery. Luck. And right now, uh, even after the win last night, what would the Bulls be? Eighth overall? Uh, tied for eighth overall with the Thunder in the lottery standings. You know, the top five are locked in, but you could get to six. You could get to seven. You could stay at eight. Uh, otherwise, you know, if you don't make the playoffs, you're probably looking in the, like, 12, 13 range. Then you got a pretty slim chance of keeping your top four protected pick, though you never know. Uh, but if they're at like six or seven or eight, you got to be thinking at least you're feeling pretty good heading into the lottery. Uh, and I know it's like a hope and a prayer and that pick's gone already, but dude, if they could get Scoot Henderson, everything about this franchise changes. If they get Wemby, I mean, <laughs> you know, that's just a league-altering superstar right there for whatever team he lands on. So, uh Crazy stuff. We'll we'll see uh, if the Bulls end up making a move for Demar. I don't think they're going to, but you know, shout out to Demar. Demar's been awesome. He's been yeah. one of the best Chicago sports free agent signings ever. Put him up there with Carlton Fisk, Julius Peppers, Jermaine Dye, Candace Parker, Marion Hosa, John Lester. Did I forget anyone, Jason? Those are like, Those are the main know, guys. Chicago sports yeah. typically trash <laughs> in free agent signings. Demar's one of the best ever. He's been phenomenal. He's also just a really fun player to watch and to root for. So I think the world of Demar. Uh, don't know if he really deserved to be an All Star this year, but he's been really good. It's only because there are more All Star caliber players in the NBA than there are spots on the All Star team. So yeah. that's why people get so upset about snubs, and that's <laughs> why uh, you know someone like Demar making it does feel like a real accomplishment. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, I don't know if he'll make All NBA again this year. Pro- I would guess not, but. Um, like I said, deserving of an all-star, not even if like there are other guys probably more deserving, but he's been good enough. I mean, the numbers are great. So, um, yeah, so we wanted to just do this quick pod to talk about Demar getting sixth all-star second in a row with the bulls and just kind of talking about his place on this roster and this franchise moving forward. So uh, again, we are six days as we're recording right now. It is February 3rd. The deadline is February 9th. We are six days away from the deadline. We will see. Uh, again, a lot seems like it's hinging on the Raptors. A lot could hinge on the Bulls if they decide. Uh, I know Jake Fisher w- put something out yesterday at Yahoo. Is he at Yahoo? Where is he now? Yahoo, I think, <laughs> wherever he's at. But about like Zach, like teams would be will teams are like ready and waiting if like the Bulls make Zach available. So we will see if the Bulls do make any surprise big moves like that. Even though we don't really think they're going to. Like there, there, there will be there are opportunities out there 
not sure if it's good enough, but like there will be teams interested at least. We know Caruso's got a lot of interest. We'll see about Vucek. We mentioned the Blazers. The Bulls play the Blazers tomorrow. That's their next game is tomorrow night at home against Portland. Joseph Nurkic is out. Like, would the Blazers be interested in Vooch? Would they be interested in Tamar? Um, I don't know, but we'll see. Uh, we got, like I said, under a week to go. We'll probably be back one more time before the deadline for like a final deadline preview. Or, of course, if the Bulls do make a trade, we will be here with some reaction to it as soon as we can. So that's going to do it for us here on this episode of Cash Considerations, a Chicago Bulls podcast. Thanks, as always, for listening. We're part of the Blue Wire Network. Please go check out all the other great pods, especially with the deadline coming up. Uh, tons of great NBA content, talk and trade deadline all across the network. Uh, for us, you can follow me uh, at Bulls underscore J on Twitter. You can follow Ricky at SB underscore Ricky. Obviously, you can also follow Ricky's work, um, SB Nation. Um, so that's going to do it for us here on this episode of Cash Considerations, a Chicago Bulls podcast. We'll talk to you guys next time. Happy trade slop week. Let's go. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.